This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Only thing from the first game I wanted to give credit to Clay Holmes. That was 100%. riveting. Postseason atmosphere, Clay Holmes went out there and performed like it was a postseason yeah. game. Yeah, it might be it might be one of my favorite moments of the year, quite honestly. I know the game isn't that important, but it's Mets Yankees, it's the atmosphere. He comes in and is dominant. He's dominant. I mean, I know he went three two and a bunch of pitches, but he was around the plate. He's been really good for the last, you know, two or three weeks now. And when he's throwing strikes, you can't hit him. When he's on when he's on top of that sinker and even the slider. But when he's on top of that sinker throwing strikes, you see it. Lindor had no chance to hit the ball. They, he was either going to walk Marte and Lindor or he was going to get them out. That was it. They weren't hitting him. So I thought that moment was unbelievable when he comes in and makes those two strikeouts. You could feel him just really tear down the entire building. Uh, and it, it, that from that moment on, it was Yankee Stadium. I mean, it was yeah. – he ch- Change the dynamic of that game. And I, I think, and that's really the overarching conversation. I think leaving the series is how the Yankees are handling this bullpen at the moment. And because of that, you know, two at bat, two batter outing, he's unavailable the next day. Uh, Michael King throws a handful of pitches, he's unavailable. Like that's a conversation after the we'll get to it after this, after the second game that's really puzzling. But for me, yeah, that was the moment of the game. Bases loaded, one out, and he comes in and dominates the middle of the Met lineup. And because let, let's be honest, if it, the the best stretch of baseball they played since I don't know, arguably 1998, had Clay Holmes as the best reliever in baseball, their dominant you know closer, even though Chapman was still on the team, but their dominant reliever. And if they can get back to that, I think it is really important for this team. Yeah, I'll also tip my cap to Jake Bowers, who made a, a great yep. catch in right field. And then he also had two RBI. And this guy is a guy that played first base, so, you know, was a top prospect, top pick. And, uh, you know, one of those Cashman uh, finds that's actually been playing fine. Uh, I got no issues with him. So a 7-6 win for the Yankees, one-run game. They're able to battle back, hold on, bullpen gets it done. And then you go into the second game with Garrett Cole on the mound. And all the hype is surrounding Justin Verlander versus Garrett Cole, former teammates in Houston. And we actually get the pitcher's duel. We actually get the, uh, you know, pitching matchup that we were expecting from two guys that are veterans and paid a lot of money to come to New York. Uh, Cole had a perfect game, I think, through four. Uh, yep. Neither one of them issued a walk. Verlander was vintage because he always owns the Yankees. And uh, before we get into the fireworks, yeah, you know, what would you think about Verlander and, and Cole? Cole was Cole was dominant too. Cole was throwing yeah. the ball hard. Uh, 
I, I actually thought Cole was better than Verlander. I thought Verlander hung some pitches and got away with a, a, a still struggling Yankee offense, and then he locked in. But from first pitch on, I thought Cole was really, really good. Uh, he loved his fastball, and that's when Cole is at his best. When you watch Cole, and he's shaking off even with with two strikes, and he's shaking off the catcher to get to his fastball. Yeah. To me, that that's the best version of Cole when he's angry and he thinks that fastball you can't hit it. Uh, and so you got the that that vintage. I have a fastball you can't touch, Cole. Which I think seven ninety eight, even ninety nine. Even, even if it's yeah, it doesn't. It, it can be ninety nine, which he got up to. But even at ninety seven. If he likes where he's putting it, he likes the feel of it. You know, he struts around on that mound different. He he throws many more fastballs, and with two strikes, he tries to elevate the fastball instead of going to the knuckle curve or going to the slider or going to the other pitches. He will attack you with his fastball, uh, you know, up in the count. That's when I know Cole is at his best. And for that most of this game, even though he gave up the the run before Verlander, I thought he was the dominant pitcher even between the two. And you got vintage Cole. So your thoughts about. Uh, Verlander's day being done after yeah. six, top of the six. Verlander is done. And, yeah, Cole got in some trouble. He had some runners on the base pass. He escaped. Mm-hmm. He escaped. But Cole finished um, throwing, going back to the 95 pitches, 67 yeah. for strikes. And yeah. then they go to Jimmy Cordero. And, obviously, the narrative is about the Yankees, Aaron Boone, again, trying to get to that bullpen. Yeah, uh, not letting your thirty-six million dollar ace go out there and see what he can do, and mm-hmm. this is where we're getting into you know the conversation yeah. around what you mentioned in the beginning, the bullpen usage, uh, getting the Cordero, um, Abreu, Ramirez, and what I had said after that game because honestly, once it went to extras and I saw the pitching changes and who we were going to use, I kind of already knew um, they weren't going to use some guys, yeah. and I looked at the off day Monday. I understand the usage, and I know like with King, his injury from last year, they're not going to push King. They're not going to yeah. use him back-to-back days. Uh, they use they use Clay Holmes already. Uh, Marinaccio has not been great uh, recently. Wandy they use. So when we got to the point where it was like, okay, Cole is done, Jimmy Cordero pitched both games. Um, what are your thoughts about getting quickly to the bullpen, not letting yeah. Cole get another crack at it. And then also the bullpen usage with off days. Literally they had an off day yesterday traveling yeah. to Boston. I just felt like they could have put some uh, top end guys out and not the bottom. Abreu and Nick Ramirez are the bottom of the bullpen and the roster. Yeah. Which I mean, I are still pretty good for a bottom of the bullpen. I mean, it's yeah, not, I mean, they're not Ramirez, trash. Ramirez has a ERA. The Mets two. bullpen. The Mets would love oh. to have both of those guys. In their I think Abreu's there. Abreu's arguably their third best reliever <laughs> if he's on the Mets. I'm not kidding. Like I honestly believe that. At least he comes in throwing 99. The Mets yeah. bring in nobody with stuff. Like they have decent pitchers. Obviously Robertson. You know he's got the the good sink. He's he can manipulate the ball. Jeff he's Brigham, good. Dominic. I mean, out, out of when Adovino's really good, his slider is one of the better sliders in the sport, arguably. But they don't have anybody coming in blowing you away. They don't Drew Smith is using rosin and alcohol right, exactly. like Scherzer because I mean, he's scared to blow the subway series. Yeah. If, if Abreu comes in throwing his fastball and breaking pitches for strikes, he can dominate you. I mean, the problem is he doesn't do it enough. He actually did it in this game, though. For me, I understand the wanting to push Cole an inning, uh, especially after you know really pushing Severino the night before. But if you look at the Yankee bullpen numbers, and I don't, you don't want to get too into the weeds. This is an obvious statement. They're better with clean innings. Their ERA is great. Their numbers with inherited runners, 
not so much. It's I, I think they were afraid of going to Cole at 95 pitches. They're not going to let Cole just get through that inning no matter what and throw 115, 120. That's not going to happen. Yeah. So if he even has – if he has a nine-pitch walk – He's out of the game, or he gives would've up. Would have been his it, first walk. He didn't give up a walk. I, I, underst- a- I, un- I understand that, but it's also the seventh inning. I- I'm not saying I wouldn't have pushed him. I'm saying their thought is I'd rather have Cordero start the inning than bring in Cordero with one out and two guys on. Yeah, which that, that's on what that's the what same. they didn't that's what they didn't want to do. So I have real no I have no problem with it, other than yeah, especially when you have three guys down, you want to push your starter as much as possible. I get that. But Cordero's been good. It was to the it was the middle back end of the lineup, um, and he just didn't have his good stuff. And then you bring in Marinaccio with you know really no root, uh, margin for error. He hits Nimmo, uh, but it's it's tough. And then the Mets thankfully run themselves out of an inning. But um, I have no problem necessarily with how Boone managed the bullpen. Once I knew the guys were down, I have more problem. And you mentioned it with the guys being down. It's been – I know King had an injury. King doesn't have any ligament injuries. King broke his, his his elbow. I understand that's a significant injury, but he has not been used in back-to-back games yet this season. And unless Cole, unless uh, Clay, uh, Clay Holmes is going to be the guy he's been the last two or three weeks, King is their best reliever. Yeah. Your best reliever – I understand early on they used him for two innings at a time. All right, if you're going to use him at two, three innings to save a game from the seventh inning on – Okay, he's down for three days. But if he's going to come in and get one out and then he can't pitch for two or three days, like that's a major problem that their best reliever is so fragile and so under these guidelines and so, you know, babied. They they can't get through it. And I know it's June, I know it's against the Mets, but they had a it's a two-game set and it's sandwiched with two off days. Clay Holmes threw the two batters. He's unavailable the next night. I mean, I'm I'm sorry. I know they have these rules about three out of four, and they have these rules the bullpen about budget, the and, bullpen yeah. budget. And listen, it's hard to. They have the best ERA in baseball, and I said inherited runners is a problem. I think the inherited runner argument is better for a game. Like you can't tell me, well, he didn't give up any runs this game. Well, that doesn't tell the story. How do you come in with inherited runners? But over the course of the season, I think a bullpen ERA is a, a, a fine judge of how a bullpen's doing. And they have one of, if not the best, I haven't checked in the last day or two, but they have one of, if not the best bullpen ERA in baseball. So whatever they're doing, it is probably their biggest strength of the team. And that's why it's frustrating when they don't allow their strength to be their strength. Yeah. Like this is how this is how they're gonna beat teams. You're up two runs in the seventh. You just got a, a, an emotional IKF stealing a run, quite literally, to give you a two-run lead. And Wasted you can't that. and you can't go to your best guys. Because why? Because he faced two batters the day before when he was off the Briar Day and he'll be off tomorrow. It's just it's really frustrating having. But once once I know they're off, I don't mind anything Boone did necessarily. But they shouldn't be off. Like It's just there's no reason Clay Holmes can't come back into that game. Yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
sometimes you got to go through this so that the next time they'll say, okay, we're, we're going to try this. We're going to, we're going to try and win the game. That's what's frustrating because like, if that's your weapon in, I I was in the, I was in the, um, the stadium and the conversation was all like Yankees bullpen versus Mets bullpen. The Yankees win that 10 times out of 10. Yeah. And uh, when Brooks Raley doesn't even see IKF halfway down the baseline and, and he's able to steal home, which, he himself said, I was just surprised I was able to do that in the big leagues. That's so much momentum. And then when you're looking at the bullpen and the Yankees clearly have the better guys, but you know they're not going to be used. It's frustrating yeah. as a fan because it's almost like you're conceding a loss or you're saying, hey, if these guys don't get it done, yeah. whatever. When you you have guys that you know are, are surefire yeah. guys to get it done and secure the win against a Mets team that is running into outs, that yeah. is you know, that has no bullpen, that yeah. is reeling that are, you know, one and nine in their last 10, you have yeah. the chance to step on their throats in a two game series and yeah. take that game. And you don't, it's a, uh, it's, it's a little bit deflating for the fans, but you just moved on, yeah. move on from it and understand. I mean, they'll um, tell you the quality of it. Yeah. I mean, they'll tell you that Marinaccio has been good and Cordero has been good. And it's not, they, you know, they think they're capable of getting the win and they are, but it's still not their best guys. And, it, and if they were in a stretch of 17 games in a row and, even if they hadn't worked in a little bit or they were off the day before, whatever, uh, the actual relievers, or whatever, I would be okay. But they literally had two scheduled off days. I know they're going into a, a Fenway, a, a series in Fenway, and Boston's the divisional rival, and I won't even attempt to argue that they're, those games are obviously more important than the Met games. I get it. But you have an opportunity right now to steal, as, especially with Judge down. You have to steal as many wins as you can get. Like right now, you're trying to stay afloat win as many games that are winnable because who knows you go into Fenway and the offense might get shut down and you're not in an opportunity to win a game or have your bullpen close out a victory right now. I'm looking to get as many wins as I can when judge comes back and things feel better and you want to tread lightly because you want to make it to the stretch run. That's fine, but you can't allow, you know, too many losses to pile up and you had an opportunity to win a game. And it was frustrating to me, not necessarily that I don't like Cordero or Bray who actually threw the ball. Great. Uh, Nimmo hits better left-handed pitchers, but I have no problem after Abreu gets four outs over the course of two innings to bring in a left-hander to get out Nimmo. I don't hate the move; it didn't work out, but I'm not going to kill Boone for it. It barely, I, like, you know, with yeah. that throw, with that throw. Um, I know. Well, Eduardo um, Escobar. Yeah. He didn't get it. Yeah, he's got to go halfway. Why he's tagging up, I don't know. With one out, makes no sense. It's not worth it. it. The idea of maybe not scoring first, moving over to third with two outs, it's just bad base running, and. The other thing is, watching that replay, why is Bowers so shallow? I know they're trying to cut off the run on a single. He was ridiculously shallow. I mean, I, I, he had an opportunity to catch that ball. The ball is up in the air forever. Yeah, He's made some great plays. He's not a great outfielder. We know it, although he's come up with a couple of doozies. He's really not a great outfielder. They're struggling in the outfield defense, but... It's a game it's that him it's, or Willie Calhoun or yeah, John Carlos Stan, which they won't, worse. which they won't put him out there. And Not what yet, I said, yeah. it was like, you know, they moved the field um, or the fence back in right field, like 10, 15 feet or whatever. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I couldn't, I was coming up with everything I could for Bowers, <laughs> why he didn't care. I'm like, maybe he didn't want to run into the wall like Judge yeah. did. Um, maybe he's playing. I don't, I don't really know. It was so close he was though. He was shallow. Um, it was so close to that, that like I would have laughed my ass off if he threw him out into the plate. But whatever. All yeah. in all, uh, like you said, 
for me, the Yankees are playing like they're 10 games up. Yeah, they're 10 games ab- above 500, but you're yeah. nine and a half back. And without Judge, you can barely score more than three runs. So in a close game like that, that you can win with the bullpen with a ghost runner on second, like why wouldn't you do everything you could to put your best guys out there and shut down a Mets team that you know is struggling and doesn't yeah. have the bullpen and try and get that to the next inning? And uh, it is what it is. It's a and it's you a have split. it all- and you had an off day leading into this Red Sox series. It's, it was you had an off day last week because of bad air quality. Like there's yeah, been there was an off yeah. day Monday and then an off yeah. day Wednesday. These guys are yeah. not tired. These guys yeah. are young guys. I I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I I I'm with you. I was I was frustrated they weren't. I was frustrated, especially Clay Holmes. I thought Clay Holmes should have been available. I, I mean, Peralta's thrown a lot, but I don't I don't know. It's yeah. it is what it is. You know, it's who they are. It's what it's how they do it. And that 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 like I I argue with a lot of people who say Boone's a puppet. Boone does what he's told. I don't know. I don't think this is a Boone decision. I think they all get together. Cashman, everybody. Boone's involved in the conversation. But these are you know, today. These guys are down. These are they have hard fast. Absolutely. Boots. And it's frustrating when they seem a bit silly. It's scripted. Yeah, not planned. It's, it's planned. It's it's planned. And even like you go into the game, like they knew probably. It was probably foreseen. You get through Cole, you're in the seventh inning. Um, if we get through the six with Cole out of the game, mid to bottom of the lineup, we like Cordero there. Like, that's predetermined before the game starts. Like, they know that. Like, they they like their lanes. They like who's up. If it was the top of the order, it might have been someone different. But the middle to bottom, it's Cordero. Like, it's, it's all predetermined on some level. And I know that frustrates the fan base, and I'm okay with it most of the time. But occasionally, these rules in particular, when it's their strength, let your strength be your strength. That's, like, the main thing with me, especially when you're, you're scuffling for wins and you're down the most impactful offensive player in the sport. Go get as many wins as you can while he's gone. Like, that's what really bothers me. Yeah, so I mean, and hopefully they can get two against the Red Sox. Yep, we'll look forward now into this uh, Red Sox series in Boston. You got to just uh, forget about that game. It is what it is. It's one of one sixty-two, and clearly the Yankees, like you know, you said it, the lanes they have a plan and their lanes, and they go with that. And um, there is no improvising. Maybe if it's October, you see Clay Holmes, but that's another thing too. Before we move on, like yeah. when Clay Holmes is right, if he was right the day before. Why not throw him again because he could just, like, muscle memory, vision, tap right back into that. Like, I, I don't know. That's something else I was thinking. Like, <laughs> Clay looks so good with his let swing. Let him get on a roll. Yeah, let him do it again the next night. But whatever. 